This is Other Voices. We're listening to varied views from local people who might otherwise not be heard. I'm Melissa Hale Spencer, editor of the Altamont Enterprise. I'm talking to Bill Combs Jr. He's a nature photographer based in Cobleskill, and he talks about bald eagles he has photographed as if they were family. He helped create the Schoharie County Eagle Trail and spends hours every day observing the birds. Eagles made for life, and Combs first observed a pair in 2016 in a tree near Walmart, of all places, he says. He's been watching them ever since. The male was banded in Massachusetts in 2013 and looked far and wide for a mate. He was reported in Ohio four months after his banding and in Ontario in 2014 before finding his mate in Cobleskill. I was so struck with your pictures. Um, Any of our listeners that want to feel like they are seeing a bald eagle in person (laughs) should go to the website for the Schoharie County Eagle Trail, and you will see some of the most amazing photographs. You feel like you're flying with the eagle, like you're feeding baby birds with the eagle. (laughs) It's just astounding. So, Bill, how is it that you came to be such a photographer? Start us off at the beginning. The beginning was probably over 20 years ago in South Florida. I started photographing there um, as a hobby, and then it turned into more work, and then posted some photographs for Florida State Parks, and next thing you knew, I had I had won one of their photo contests, um, and then it just went on from there to photographing offshore fishing tournaments in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and then about 16 years ago, we moved up to upstate New York in Cobleskill, and uh, it's been going off ever since. <laughs> well... Tell us about the photography itself. I mean, photography itself has changed. Uh, when I first started, it was film. Uh, and, you know, you'd take two or three rolls of film with you and then you'd have to. So you very choicefully picked your shots and got really good at what you were taking pictures of because you only had so much film. Hmm. And then you had to get the film, you know, ex- developed and then get prints printed. And when digital came out, that changed photography completely. Um, in my view, because now, like today, I started with a digital camera that would shoot maybe a four megapixel file. I have a camera now that shoots a 50 megapixel file. And it can shoot eight photographs a second almost. It's in, it's. A brand new Canon camera. That's all I use is Canon equipment. Um, But now I can shoot a thousand photographs in a day. But the downside of that, someone has to look at all those. And is that someone you? Yes, that someone is me. (laughs) So you used to, with film, be very careful of the shots that you chose. And now you get to shoot virtually anything very quickly, but yet you now probably spend hours going through and deciding which are the ones that you want to have be your final choices. Yes. Um, 
yeah, the 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 upside of being able to shoot that many photographs and that fast would be that you get those little images that you may not have gotten with the film of where the eagle's head is just tilted or its eye is open in one shot, but the eye is closed in the other shot. In those seconds, it blinked or changed its eyes. So you get a really good variety of photographs to choose from. You know, the wing angle, if its feet are down or up, if its head's tilted. So it's there is a good advantage to shooting that that many. So tell us why Canon. You said you're a devotee. That's that's the only camera you'll use. Why is that? I I only believe that, you know, when I first bought my camera, the first camera I bought was a Canon. Um, and then you start buying accessories to go with the camera. If it's a 35 millimeter SLR, then you bought, you know, a zoom lens or a different lens. And then you bought a flash attachment and you bought an extender, which is a 2X or a 1.4, which doubles the focal length of your lens. So after you buy that equipment, you're not going to change to a Nikon because they don't interchange. So to me, it was just that's what I started with. Mm -hmm. That was my first camera. And now I have all the attachments to go with Canon. So I use Canon. Could you switch when you went to the digital? Did the same attachments work or did you have to get a whole new set of attachments? No, the same did work from film to oh, digital. Well, wasn't that fortunate? Well, I'd like to hear about how you came to focus on eagles in particular. Just that they were so... When I first started photographing them in Florida, uh, I'd see one every now and then, really got excited about seeing them and photographing them. And then I started to notice more and you'd see a nest. And then you'd start watching the nest, waiting for the eagle to fly in or look for babies in the nest. And it got very, to me, very interesting, their their behaviors, their habits, and how dedicated they are to their young, of raising their young. And I understand that they are a bird that mates for life. They're a single couple. Is that right? Yes, they will mate for life unless something happens to one of the mates and then it will find another mate. But they will mate for life for as long as they both are alive. Yes. So how is it that you observe them? Are there certain techniques you use? Do you have like a blind the way a hunter would to hide behind? Or are you just out on the trails a lot that you do you have places you go to that you are familiar where they're going to be? <laughs> How does that work? Um, two things. One, it, it's come out, it's came with, I guess, time. I've learned what to look for, um, where, the, where they like their nest to be, where they like to hang out, um, what their habits are. Um, and then, yes, I do use some camouflage clothing if I'm walking. I do have photo blinds. But a bald eagle nest is very protective. Um, in New York State, there's heavy, heavy fines if you get within 350 feet of an active nest. And once DEC or somebody deems it as active, you can't go near it. And most eagle nests are 50, 60 feet in a tree. So my point is I look for a nearby hillside, um, an, an advantage where I can be a little bit higher or 
at level with the nest and then put on the zoom lens and take photographs and videos from that way where I don't disturb the eagles. Cause you never want to disturb them to where they will get up and leave the nest and the babies won't get food or the babies would die. So you're, uh, I feel like you're almost like a nanny. <laughs> you're very protective of them and careful, but yet you're observing them. What, what can you tell us about, there's a particular couple right now that I understand the Schoharie Economic Enterprise Corporation is having a naming contest, uh, kind of like it was, I think, a Valentine's Day promotion for this, this couple to, to name the birds. I mean, can you tell us about this particular eagle couple, what you've observed of them and how long you've been watching them? Yes. Um, what happened with the Goharie County Economic Enterprise Corporation is I had come up with, I'd been going out photographing and I was always on these birding trails, uh, Audubon birding trail or this Saratoga birding trail. And I came up, I said, well, we've got a lot of eagles here. How come I can't come up with this Goharie County Eagle Trail where everybody could have a little map and a little directions on where to go and see and watch these eagles like I enjoy watching them. And that's how that started with the Scary County Eagle Trail. But these two eagles, I first noticed them in 2016 in a tree near the Walmart, of all places. <laughs> um, a lot of people ask, well, why did they pick the tree near Walmart? But if you just Forget Walmart's there. Um, it sits in a nice tree. Uh, it's on the creek, this Cobleskill Creek. There's plenty of farmlands, hay fields, corn fields, all around this nest. The Cobleskill Reservoirs, where they do a lot of their fishing, is about a mile and a half from the nest. And that is a straight line directly over my house. Oh, wow. <laughs> I see. Yeah. So my wife and I can sit out on our porch in the evenings and watch the eagles fly back and forth. Oh, wow. <laughs> How lovely. So, that is lovely. But these two pair, I've been photographing them since 2016, late 2016. And you don't know a lot about the eagles because you can't tell the difference between a male and a female just by looking at them. So the way to tell them apart is when they're a mating couple and they are together paired the female is always the larger of the two and she's always about 25 to 30 percent larger than the male Interesting. and this male happened to have bands on its feet a colored band and for two years i couldn't get a picture really sharp enough in the right angle the feathers were hiding it the tree would be hiding it and after two years, I finally got a picture and could read the number on the band. So because of the color, I knew that bird was banded in Massachusetts. So I contacted them, said, here's the band number of an eagle I've been photographing. And they sent me back a response. And the story goes of these two eagles is that he's known as W7. And he was banded in a large cottonwood tree on the Connecticut River in Massachusetts of May of 2013 with two other siblings. So there was three in the nest, and they believe that those two were female 
and he was a male because he was smaller than the two. And they banned him at nine weeks because an eagle is full size. It's not going to get any larger than it is now after nine, ten weeks of age. It is full size in that short time. Hmm. So that's how they can ban them. So you know that this eagle, W7, was in this cottonwood tree in 2013, and here we are in 2021. How long does an eagle live? What is the eagle's typical lifespan? Well, the story goes with him is that that was May of 2013. He was banded. In September of 2013, he was reported being in Cortland, Ohio. And then 11 months later, he was reported being in Ontario, Canada of August of 2014. So he was wandering, looking for a mate. And around 2016, he flew into Cobleskill, met a young lady, <laughs> fell in love, got married, and they've had six kids. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my because gosh. We all know then an eagle doesn't become active maturely until he's four or five years old, five years old. So this would have been his first mate, his first set of babies. So we know that he has six offspring and they are currently rebuilding their nests and getting ready for another pair of baby eagles. They'll lay eggs somewhere in the middle of March. Isn't that a wonderful story? Wow. So this pair that got together, he flew in, as you say, to Cobleskill in 2016, fell in love and got married. Um, those six, what are they called? The babies? Immature eagles. Immature eagles. Eaglet. They were all in one nest or they've had several? No, that was, he had, two, they had a pair of babies in 2018. Okay. A pair of eagles in 2019. Another two eagles in 2020. They only have one set of babies a year. I see. Okay. Yeah. So they'll live an average of 25, 30 years old. The oldest eagle on record is right near it lived. It has passed away. But Rochester, New York, somewhere in there, just over 30 years old. How many? How many years? 30. Oh, wow. Okay. So they do live a long life. Yeah. They do not have any natural predators. Their only predators would be us humans mm -hmm. or another eagle that might be a territorial type of fight. So this eagle was young in 2013. And so you will be able to watch this eagle for more than another decade and see what it does. So I'm just amazed that you seem to have almost what I call a personal relationship with these birds. I mean, you watch them for years and do you, do they develop kind of different personalities in your mind, different characteristics that they have, or are there certain things that you've seen over those years that are particularly outstanding? One thing that amazed me I found online 
was um, you had photographed, and I don't know if it's this same eagle that you're talking about or a different one, but in the Cobleskill Reservoir, there was an eagle who had a fish in its talons and a red-winged blackbird on its back, like piggybacking a ride. That was just the most amazing picture I've ever seen. What? Yes, that was one of those pictures where you're sitting there photographing and then Blackbirds will naturally just harass an eagle because it's in its territory. The blackbird feels he's bigger and stronger than the eagle. Really? Um, yeah. And um, the eagle caught fish and wasn't paying no attention to it. And the blackbird kept kind of harassing it. And finally, the blackbird just landed on its back and held on for about a good, I would say, 100, 150 feet going for a ride. And finally, it, it let go as the eagle got a little higher, you know. Wow, that was just a remarkable moment. Never mind just to witness, but to record. I've never seen anything like that. Um, but so back to the idea, do you have a sense of like these eagles personalities or things that they do that distinguish them from, a, you know, that makes one eagles unique in, in your mind? Well, I, from sitting and watching them um, the first year, my wife and I sat and would watch them. I would watch them for four or five hours a day. Um, and they would, their dedication to those babies and their young is something I've never really seen before. I mean, literally, if they're sitting on eggs, now you, they're laying eggs in the middle of March. Well, you get, I've seen them sit through late April snowstorms where you can't see nothing but a pile of snow on top of this nest. And I know that underneath that snow is an eagle sitting on two eggs, doing everything she or he could do to keep them warm because they do take turns. Um, and sit and watch that and then watch it for so long. And you wait about 30 days. That's about how long it takes for the eggs to hatch. And then you see this little white puff, a little white head about the size of a cotton ball. And then you see another one. And to realize they go from that little tiny bird to a full-size eagle in nine weeks. So their parents are very busy feeding them. It's interesting to me. I hadn't realized that, that both the male and the female, they take turns sitting on the nest. I don't know why I thought that was a female function. (laughs) Yeah, no, they take turns yeah. sitting on the nest. They take turns bringing food in and feeding them. Um, but they do very, very well with taking care of the babies. Wow. And then once they are hatched, their only job is to protect them, feed them, and just watch them. And it, it's quite interesting to sit and watch it. It must be. It must just be fascinating. Well, Also, too, I wonder if you have any sense of, I mean, I know the eagles are important in our nation because it has become our national symbol. And I think it takes on an added importance for people that even aren't bird watchers because of that. And I think there are Native American traditions, too, that had the eagle is very important. Have you looked into any of that or thought about any of that? Yes, um... A lot of people don't know this, but it is illegal to own a eagle feather. And the only ones who can are Native American Indians. 
And so I sat and watched the male eagle pluck a tail, white tail feather off because they do molt their feathers and um, watch it float down to the ground. And knowing that I couldn't own it, couldn't possess it, I went and found where it was. I contacted um, Native American professor at SUNY. He does have permits to um, have the feathers in so he could get the permit to have the feather and then add it to a ceremonial war headdress that he was in the process of completing. Remarkable. Wow. So this happened once. Has it happened again since, you know, you watch them all the time? You might be aware of feathers that are falling? Yes. The feathers do fall. I've come across eagle feathers, and the only thing I can do is take a picture of it and leave it where it is. Wow, isn't that remarkable? So it's uh, the story of the eagle's resurgence is wonderful in itself. I wonder if you could just tell us a little about that. I understand that they were... uh, beyond endangered and there was just one mating pair left in new york state and right with the banning of the ddt just if just kind of walk us through what happened and and how it is that there's been this resurgence well once um deet the pesticide came out the chemical and they started using it on crops um it naturally animals eat the crops gets into the water it absorbs into the fish. Eagles eat fish. They eat the rabbits. Um, so the next thing you know, it got into the eagles' bloodstreams and their systems. And what it does, it it makes the eggshell where it won't get hard. So anytime an egg was laid and the eagle would sit on it, it would crush and break the eggshell. Hence, the egg, there would be no eaglets. And around early 70s, there was only one nesting pair in the whole state of New York. And it wasn't even an active because they couldn't. They were still an active pair, but the eggs wouldn't harden enough for them to last 30 days without breaking. So they went off and collected eagles from Canada, brought them all back into New York, released a bunch of them out some near Montezuma wildlife refuge was one of the first places that they've had success at it back then to the point now where there are over 400 active nest sites in the state of New York. That's a wonderful success story. It just makes you feel good because there's so much that we're losing of our natural world and to feel like something could be restored just it feels great. And here you are recording it. If other people want to have the kinds of experiences you've had, not they won't have your dedication, but what like what kind of advice can you give to people who might be listening and, and want to go on this trail and look for eagles? Are there certain things that will help them find them? And how do they keep a safe distance? Just any kind of advice you can give us neophytes on on trying to see what you've seen. I understand. Yes. It's um, one of the best things to do is, you know, to always be looking um, and paying attention to what's flying overhead or what's in a tree. And when you do spot one, um, 
you can pull over. Uh, we do have some sites that we're working on where you can actively, with a spotting scope or a pair of binoculars, see a nest and watch them from that area. Um, we don't, you know, you never make loud noises. You never want to disturb the eagles or alter its behavior. Um, and to just sit there and quietly watch them and enjoy it, and to know that you're not allowed to get that close to them. Um, sometimes it can't be helped because they'll land right next to you. <laughs> um, yeah, at the Cobleskill Reservoir, where they do a lot of their fishing, they've gotten so accustomed and so used to people being around, fishermen there, people walking their dogs, that they no longer fear humans. Um, so they can, if you leave your fish on the bank for too long, that eagle sees it, that eagle will come down and take that fish. Oh, my. <laughs> well, um, go ahead. Yeah, so they like water. Like this time of the year in winter, I travel Route 30, Route 7 along the Schoharie Creek, along the Cobleskill Creek, and I look in the trees because one of the advantages, it's winter, and there's no leaves on the trees. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can really see them then, and there are pull-off areas and that's how we came up with that Eagle Trail that actually has a map and directions. And you can look at there um, for where you might want to go. Uh, of course, the Facebook site, I always post what eagles I saw that day. But just remembering that, you know, to me, they were here first before us. And so we should do all that we can to help make sure that it stays that way, that they're always here. And just be respectful of them. Good advice for a lot of things, actually. (laughs) I wonder if you could just reflect for a moment on all the, I'm sure, thousands, if not millions of photographs you've taken of these birds. Do any stand out for you as this is one of my favorites or here I caught a moment? Um, Do you have any that leap to the top of the list for you? Some of them, I would say, would be the ones of them um, bringing food to the nest to feed the babies. You got to understand that an eagle's probably 32 to 34 inches in height standing. Its wingspan is almost between seven and eight feet wingspan. Um, They're a large, large bird when you do see one up close. That it's the most top of the line, top predator hunter that there is. And it'll bring a piece of food to the nest and gently take a little tiny piece off and gently move over and give that little piece of food to the baby and then go over to the other side of the nest, rip a piece of meat off, and then gently feed it back and forth. (laughs) And just to watch it come into the nest at full speed and how they hit the brakes, I call it, and the wings come out and they go on a certain angle and it slows them down and stop and they can land in a nest with these talons that are razor sharp, three or four inches long, and never hurt one of their young babies. You know, this nest is only about six feet in diameter, six foot round. And uh, it's quite interesting to watch them and learn about them. So the the feeding pictures would be among your favorites. It's this contrast. You can even hear it in your voice. You say, yeah, you know, they them. rip a piece of meat off and you rip 
and then they gently, gently yes. feed their young. It's that contrast of the great power with right. and gentleness and care. Them. I'm sorry, what? To me, it's how they teach the young ones. I mean, there's a baby eagle up in a tree, 60, 70, 80 feet up in a tree, and that's a far drop-off. But it knows, and I've watched the parents kind of get in the way or pull it back when it's walking over to the edge of the nest and looking down and looking around and saying, you know, I haven't had a drink of water in 10 weeks because that water down there and I'm up here, how do I drink water? Um, so it's quite interesting to watch what they teach them and how they teach them that how to, what parts of the meat, food to eat, the animal, um, and how to do it. Because first, they're fed when they're young, but by the time they're ready to leave that nest, mom and dad flies in with the food, drops it off and says, you know how to do it, feed, feed yourself. So what do they do to feed themselves? I, I, I don't know why I thought... I must have read it somewhere as a child, like the mother bird would chew up whatever and regurgitate it. But you're saying no, when they're older. No, um, that's different bird species. I do see. That. OK, so what do eagles do? What do eagles do? They eat nothing but raw meat protein. The whole time they're in the nest, the babies. So they don't get any water. All their moisture comes from the meat. Uh-huh. Uh, or unless if it rains that day and they can get a couple of drops of rainwater. Um, but they are fed raw meat their whole lives until they leave that nest and then they go out and eat more meat. So when towards the end of this, when the parents are teaching and training them, what is it that the birds, the little baby birds who are fast growing so fast because you said they reach their full size by nine weeks, what is it that they then learn how to do? How to, like, you... They learn everything from pulling the fur off um, to what parts of the animal to eat. I see. Um, because they're not going to eat the bones. So they, they watch their parents uh -huh. and they watch their parents. And then after about three or four weeks, the baby eagle starts pulling at the meat on the bone and watch its parents. And then it starts pulling on the fur and every, you know, it's learning from its parents, watching, watching, learning until it knows what to do to where when dad flies in, drops it off, they can do the rest. Well, our time has just flown by. I, this is fascinating. Do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners? Anything you'd like to leave us with about either your photography or just the things you've learned from your careful observation of nature? They are a majestic animal, a majestic bird. Um, and just to watch them soar, they hardly even have to flap their wings they just soar in the air without flapping their wings. Um, and the dedication to me of their only purpose is to raise their young and make sure their young survives and to give them the best opportunity to survive like we do with our children. Um, we can learn a lot from the animals, the eagles. A lot of our sayings come from the eagles. Well, I'm now an empty nester. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, um, you know, f- friends of a feather flock together. I mean, there's just a lot of things that you you once you start doing this, you realize well, almost all of our sayings come from what people have witnessed and saw in nature. Well, but no, it's very interesting with the Schoharie County Eagle Trail. So people would know they can go there. Just look it up on the Internet. Um, and there's tips. There's photographs. There's ideas. There's contact information. And one of the things I do, I get a lot of people, elderly people, some older people who said they've never seen an eagle in the wild. Will ask if I will take them to go see one. And I've gotten a lot of those. I have done a lot of those. Um, so now I do start a service where I will take you out for a half day, a full day. You can use my camera equipment, talk to me, learn the uh, tricks of the trade, you would say, and about eagles and how to photograph and enjoy the day out and get a witness what I witness. And how would people contact you to do this? How would they find you? Uh, right now it's through the... Um, Schoharie County Eagle Trail on Facebook. Okay. Um, I have another Facebook called Schoharie County Photos, which is all of Schoharie County, landscapes, nature, just not eagles. Uh, they can contact me through there is the best way for now. Wonderful. I, I've learned so much. I can't thank you enough, both for your careful observation, but also your ability to share it with such articulateness and enthusiasm. <laughs> thank you. Well, I do have one last thing. Yes. Uh, remember the Cobleskill Eagle? He was named, his band number was W7. Right. So I'm wanting to do a book, about a photo story book about the Eagles and I can't go through the book naming him W7. So we started a contest, which is on the Schoharie County Facebook page for the Eagles, of naming the Cobleskill Eagles. And we're going to pick one winner who picked the names of the Eagles. And they're going to be able to spend the day with me traveling the Schoharie County Eagle Trail, photographing Eagles, having lunch, and just talking and chatting about Eagles. 